Hey pals. Hey buddies. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Hybel study. study. The only time where the terms God and stoned actually lead to a good time. We are a couple of former Christians. And what we like to do here is hash out what more realistically could be happening in these Bible stories. And ultimately what these characters might have been experiencing while living through all of this. Because we still know that there are great spiritual takeaways in this big book. But those have been muddled in way too much dogma for 2,000 years now. So, feel free to get your Bibles out, follow along. Or like in church, just listen and take our word as fact. Her name's Mary, my name's Justin. Now that that's out of the way, we're going to start our study by looking to a popular daily devotional Bible study called Experiencing God, written by Henry Blackaby, Richard Blackaby, and Claude King. But uh, for this first episode, the audio isn't going to get any better than it is already. I mean, hey, what do you expect? It's uh, episode zero. <laughs> hey, pal. Hey, buddy. I'll let you start. You St. Mary. What, you want to say, like, why you're interested in doing this? Why you gotta make me start? <laughs> well, okay. I come from a Christian background, so I'm interested to go through a Bible study from an agnostic point of view. And I think it's going to be fun. Are, are you going to ask me now? Oh, is that what I'm supposed to do? I mean, it's only polite. I asked you. Yeah, you're right. Well... Tell us about yourself. Why do you want to do this? Uh, I mean, I'm going to try not to copy what you say because you already summed it up really good. Growing up in a very Christian-enforced family kind of thing and then slowly growing out of it, not really knowing, and becoming an agnostic and then how like this came about. I had to tell my mom that I was going to find out Finally, I'm not a Christian. I didn't ever really want to bring it up. It was easier. I just didn't talk about the stuff anyway. It's like, yeah, whatever. She was really lost. Like, just trying to figure out how someone who was Christian forever could, like, just lose all that belief. How did this happen? And I was just like, well, like, these are the thoughts I had. Not really, like, questions to her, but, like, these were the ones that led me down my path. And it sounds real weird to say my path, but I'm going to go with it. Would you do something for me? Would you go through this Bible study book I gave you and just, just try it out? And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Why not? I only did a few these days because like, I immediately did one, kind of like, okay, yeah, we're going to get this done, whatever. And then I, you know, life, I just didn't do it for a while. Then one time, it was high. I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably do that. And it was very interesting. And it was just like a like very kind of fulfilling thing. But I was finding that writing or typing these notes as I'm having them is terrible. I really just need to like record myself. And I'm like, that kind of went on to this idea. So it's more just like a, this is the best way to record my notes. I like it. That was very long. I'm sorry you had to sit through that. That wasn't bad. That I mean, you have to tell a story. I think that puts good insight into why we're doing this. I know. I feel like I just like rambled a lot, and then you just had like a nice little elevator pitch. That was great. <laughs> That's funny. Um, um, there's there's two things. Not a cult. <laughs> Not trying to like well. I think I just fucked this over because I think the only time you say not a cult is when you actually are a cult. So maybe we are, but if we embrace, like, fuck. Okay, so, I mean, a cult following would be really cool. Okay, so not a cult. <laughs> we'll workshop that. And then not a church. I mean, we're just doing, like, Bible study. It's just, like, a not, like, trying to lead people necessarily. <laughs> right. But now I just realized uh, maybe I have to go back on that because it's really easy to become a church and then we can get the tax breaks. That's a good point. So there aren't two things right now. Anything you want to add to that then? This is our opinions on things, so do with that what you will. <laughs> you know what I remembered? Hmm. I introduced you, but you didn't introduce me. Didn't. This is our our high priest. 
everyone. Okay, now it's sounding a little culty. Yeah, now it does sound a little culty. So, I, yeah, I just thought that was going to be, like, a fun thing to actually go through. But let's see. This is the book. Experiencing God. And it's supposedly, they say, top of the top, like a really good get you on track Bible study. Okay, the authors. Let's see. This first guy, Henry T. Blackaby. Is the founder of Blackaby Ministries International and the former special assistant to the presidents of the following agencies of the Southern Baptist Convention. The International Mission Board, the North American Mission Board, and Lifeway Christian Resources. His father was a deacon and a lay pastor who helped start churches in Canada. Henry is a graduate of the University of British Columbia and Vancouver. Wow, there isn't a lot to really, like, interject. He's just... No. He's, we're getting a lot about, like, this is his uh, resume right here. Right. <laughs> I guess you want your, you know, if you have an about the author, you want it to be kind of like a good resume, but make it easier to read. Right. Like, let's see. I'm going to skim parts of this right now. Uh, for honoring degrees, pastor churches in San Francisco and Los Angeles areas before going to Faith Baptist Church in Saskatchewan. I served as director of missions in British Columbia. Dozens of books and spoken churches and conferences in 200 countries. That's almost all of them. That's a lot. Okay, I can't remember how many right now. I'm going to look that up because I'll, I'll tell you my guess. But, like, I don't want to feel, like, really out of date. But it's either like, either something like 212 or 259. That's where I was exactly in that, those two spots. There are 195 countries? That'd go down. I remember it being above 200. So this is older. So yeah, he was in, he was, he went to like all the countries. All of them. Wow. Okay, but how? There's got to be several that would not want him to enter the country. Yeah, I'm confused on that. <laughs> they smuggle him in on like a little donkey cart and woo. Uh, he counsels Christian CEOs of major companies and has spoken in the White House and United Nations. Am I wrong that like within the United Nations, like their actual section is classified as their territory of the nation? I believe so. I mean, I, how do I look that up? Um, this is not telling me anything like I want to know. Okay, I'm gonna sideline that. We're gonna, because we have to have some way to debate something, so we're gonna go with that. Yes, those are the representatives' countries, like that, they control that part. So if he just, you know, cheated and, you know, went around some of those parts of the UN, like, I was in the countries. Sneaky. Uh <laughs> oh gosh, but he needs to do a better job talking to all the Christian CEOs of major companies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are Christian CEOs of major companies? Why are they? Yeah. Should a actual Bible following Christian be a CEO of a major company? No. I don't know. I don't think so. That's my point of view going in. <laughs> It reminds me of like a, it's just it's just someone complaining like, how come like no one good or like would that would take care of their people like how come they don't get the money that like Jeff Bezos gets and someone's like, they never would because they're not holding out for themselves and stockpiling everything they're using it to help other people the entire time, so they're never gonna get to that far. Exactly, unethical to be a billionaire. <laughs> because at that point you're literally earning money just by existing mm -hmm. everybody's working for you that's the dream yep at least pay him a livable wage though you know <laughs> like yeah I have feelings feelings about it you want to get into him right now or no this guy's going to space just to just to go to space I mean I would go to space just to go to space. 
Right, but he has people working for him that can't afford food this week. That's unethical. He has the ability to stop that. He has the ability to end world hunger. He's not doing it, though. He wanted to go on a joyride to space. Uh, let's see. Oh, a little blurb about his wife. Uh, former Marilyn Sue Wells. They have five children, Richard, Thomas, Melvin, Norman, and Carrie. I think only one of them's a Bible name. Hmm. Surprising. Yeah. Breaking the mold. Okay, we got another guy, Claude V. King, discipleship specialist at Lifeway Christian Resources. Uh, he did this course and worked with T.W. Hunt, who that guy is, to develop the mind of Christ. Now, the mind of Christ is a book, but I really like the phrase develop the mind of Christ because it sounds silly to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, you're still building him right now. You're like, okay, what does he think about this issue or whatever? And we're still making the Christ. They're all like, like these little like flying saucer things with claw arms, and they're just like lifting up, light up bricks and and there's just like hundreds of them going around yes <laughs> and at this point like it's just like marge's hair just like his brain just keeps going up and up and up <laughs> yeah, yeah that's pretty much how i saw it yeah. <laughs> it's made of light so it doesn't weigh a lot <laughs> yeah no oh, he's an author or co-author of more than 20 books and courses that's a bunch okay yeah, but courses can be like a one-pager. And a lot of times, that's several people working together like, okay, what are we going to put on here? And then there's four questions at the end, and then they all get credit. Do you know God? That's lame. Love. Do you follow God? Fourth question. And then you're like, oh, yeah, let's call it a day. <laughs> oh, okay, names of books. Growing Disciples, Pray in Faith, Fresh Encounter. Hey, I'm just giving these people, like, all sorts of free advertising. Yeah, look at these that. Check out these books. Call to Follow Christ, Come to the Lord's Table, Meet Jesus Christ in Concentric Circles of Concern. Serves as the President on the Board of Directors, Final Command Ministries, He's a graduate of a college, and the seminary. Ooh. Now we got his son, Richard Blackaby. I keep wanting to say Blackberry or Black Baby, but it's just Blackaby. <laughs> Blackaby. Yeah, his whole his oldest son, so he's got to inherit this business. Then there's gonna be like some some mafia stuff. And the youngest son's gonna be like, "This is mine. I was the favorite." And then there there's gonna be like like hitman going everywhere. And... Yeah, they're gonna fight for for ownership. And I, I'd go to that church front row. See all the action. It'd be like a wrestling match. Okay, let's see. His oldest son holds a PhD in history as well as an honorary doctorate. Served as a pastor and seminary president, currently a president of Blackaby Ministries International. Keep it in the family. He and his wife Lisa have three children Mike, Daniel, and Carrie. Richard is the author of Cross Seekers Putting a Face on Grace and unlimiting god and has co-authored a dozen books with his father that's that's some cheap like his dad already got the fame so i was like here dad can you just put your name on this it'll help me out you know let's see editors note okay maybe this will be interesting henry blackaby is the primary author of the content of this course claude king wrote the learning activities to assist you in your study oh Richard contributed material to the revised edition, so he didn't even, like, re-like, he wasn't there. <laughs> he just got to add a little bit onto Daddy's book. Yeah. I don't, I'm not trying to be mean. No, but it's true. I guess there will be lots of roasting, and I can't continue to say sorry. Yeah, don't apologize for your... I life. mean, it's, it's part of the critique. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the illustrations of the authors are written solely from their personal viewpoints. Others who were involved, if given the opportunity, could write different and more complete accounts. So they didn't have someone, like, just interview them to, like, write their bios for them. Henry T. Blackaby wrote that unreadable thing. And he is the author of this book? <laughs> I didn't really think about that before. 
that's fine. Um, okay, let's see. Let's see if the preface. Let's see, when we first wrote Experiencing God in 1990, we didn't realize the enormity of the spiritual hunger in the hearts and lives of God's people to experience God. Uh, see, God's people had head knowledge, but little heart and life experience with God. They knew there had to be much more to the Christian life than more and more activity. They didn't know what was missing, nor did they know what to do about it. They longed to experience God. Wow. Yeah. Like, how would we know what they wanted? How would we know what they needed? I mean, if you're promised it and many people never feel like they did, then they'd be like, where is this? Why am I not getting this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, we're getting to the good part. Ooh. My eyes just glanced. God had granted me an understanding of himself and his ways. He had also brought Avery Willis and Claude King into my life. God was ready to hear the cry of his people. I don't know what made this guy so special. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we will. This is what the people were saying. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. Oh, it's Bible verse. Psalms 25, 4, and 5 in KGB. I mean, that King James Version, but why is there an N? Is there a new King James Version? Is that legal? That's been around for a while. Yeah. Oh, we were just the strict King James Version. I never even knew about the new very much you don't get an niv if you don't have to but even then you're better off with nothing king james uh, but like dude's dead how can we have new content like he's dropping new stuff after centuries i don't know man i think they just revised it so then who's allowed to revise it now because if there's no more miracles then how is there direct communication to prophets to write a bible i think it was changing the language to make it slightly easier to understand but then it's already gone through problematic translations how is that going to help it it's going to actually make it harder because now you're translating it into how you're perceiving it yeah exactly it's been translated so many times do you know what version yours is um esv i've never even heard of that english standard version really yeah by the time i was a teenager we went to like a really big church so you know the esv that's the the trendy hip version to have i guess at the time i don't know if it still is but that's what i had why was it so trendy and hip though it was like the youth pastor had it, so it was like, oh, that's super cool. Everybody's got to get this Bible. <laughs> like, I bet the real pastor was like, I'm sick of this shit. The real <laughs> pastor, he, I think he used the same one. I'm not sure. I don't know, but the youth pastor had this Bible with a metal cover, and it's like all engraved and stuff, and everybody in the youth group wanted it, so everybody got one. <laughs> hip. Yeah, no, my youth pastor was popular with the kids still now to this day. Like, I really respected that guy like that. That is like the kind of Christian. Like, he was actually like living it. Mm -hmm. And I think like that's kind of what eventually like got him pushed out. Like, it was kind of like there was some maybe drama happening with that. I don't know. But that's kind of how it about my youth pastor that I had to like he's what I expect a Christian to be mm-hmm. what they should be let's get back to it okay experience God was my life message this is how I had always understood and walked with God this is how I had pastored and guided God's people I had shared these truths in many places where I was asked to speak over and over again people ask have you ever written anything on what you're teaching god's people need to hear these truths avery willis the person responsible for adult disciplineship training at the time gave me the encouragement and opportunity to put my message and writing in the workbook experiencing god knowing and doing the will of god since 1990 god has used this study to touch and change millions of lives we're only in the millions this one has a copyright Uh, let's see 
2007. Hmm. 17 years and it's only millions of lives. Not tens of millions. Not right. You know, like not over 40 million. It's it's millions. millions. Maybe, you know, I don't know. What's, what's the population of California? That's going to be way too much, isn't it? Yeah, that one's going to be high. Oh, yeah, 39. Let's do a Nebraska. That's quite there. 1.93. Well, you know, like a Nebraska. Maybe we'll throw in Oklahoma too. I don't know. Let's see what they got. 3.9. Okay, 3.9 and 1.9. Yeah. He he reached out to all of Nebraska and Oklahoma. I wonder if math is a good, you know, podcast topic. <laughs> I'm sure there are specifically math ones. Oh, I I'm sure of it. There's a podcast for everything. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Millions of lives and thousands of churches around the world. Again, only thousands of churches? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I, I get, you know, if he has to, like, go to each of these churches, that can be quite a bit, but, like... Do you have to go to them to touch them and to, to reach them? Not when you're making a book to sell to them to do that. That's what this is talking about. The book, how the book is touching them. So they're not selling a lot. That's why it needed to be revised. Mm-hmm. They were like, all right, people did not like this. <laughs> At the 10th anniversary, more than 3 million copies of the workbook had been distributed. Oh, we could have just kept reading. There we go. I guess then the argument could be made like, but that workbook could have touched, you know, 10 people itself. True, because this one workbook is influencing two people. Unknowable. Unknowable truth. And shoot, it could be in a library some They they really won't like you to like fill it out, but <laughs> No, 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 no. Not in a library. Take your time. See, and God was using other experienced God resources. So this workbook is now published in forty seven languages. Wowie. I'm gonna say that's a lot. It has been used in almost every denomination. We are amazed that God in his mercy and grace would use such a modest work by ordinary people. At least they're modest. Super modest. Yes, chosen. Yeah. Are you allowed to call yourself modest or humble, though? I don't think so. I don't think so either. You can be called that, but you can't call yourself that. Yeah, because then it's like, sounds very egotistical to say that about yourself. <laughs> oh no is there gonna be haters now i don't care that's what i think <laughs> somebody can disagree with me that's fine let's see he had chosen to grant his favor on his truth expressed in this study the original workbook has given birth to many experience in god resources listed at the right oh okay Let's see what these are. The EG trade books and audiobook. So this book. All right. Good enough. Yeah. Okay. The EG day by day devotional book. This is supposed to be a day by day devotional book. Oh, okay. That's a separate thing. Experiencing God at home. Oh. No idea what kind of media that is. It's just they trademark that. Anytime you experience God just sitting on your couch, whatever. It was because of EG here. Okay. We put little, little cross-shaped little speaker robots in your house, and you can just sense when you're experiencing it. And then we'll just apply a uh, 0.54% charge onto your account so that we can continue with the, uh, the flow of energy. <laughs> we have to keep those holy lines open. Yep. The beacons yep. really want to get to them. They're they're always breaking them down, so we got to keep this holy water pumping. It takes the Pope a long time to get that going. We, however, also don't like the Pope, but, you know, sometimes we do, so, you know, that's a whole gray area. <laughs> I don't know. This Pope is pretty cool. Yeah, but, you know, I'm making an assumption. But this is, I'm a, right now I'm a gambling man, and I'm going to say these people don't like the Pope. You're probably right. Did you hear he, I don't know what it's called formally, but 
basically he was like being gay isn't a sin that's that that is how it is so i did not hear that yeah when was that uh earlier this year i don't remember when i think sometime in the spring yeah i don't know i'll have to ask sarah i think she's the one who showed me that article let's see they had an audio devotional cd set isn't that the audiobook they had a documentary <gasps> they had a musical all right, we need to find this. Experiencing God, the musical, Seven Truths for Experiencing God. Bible stuff. Oh. That's in a library somewhere, and we can find that. That's got to be a special feature. We got to do that and check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, I'll check libraries. Now I'm just going to check the internet. I mean, I could do that too, but library's free. Dude. Experiencing God, God's Invitation to Young Adults. Now there's another one. The Youth Edition, Seven Steps to Knowing, Doing, and Experiencing the Will of God for Teens. Why is, it, why, why is that such a long title, and why does it start with Youth Edition and end with for Teens? Not just Teen Edition, you know, cool teen Bible. Uh, we've been overwhelmed by the response to the truths shared in Experience God. So many lives have been radically changed in prisons oh a semicolon okay so in prisons in the military and in all walks of life yeah even if i don't agree with how the main communities the core values that are taught in the bible some of them i definitely agree with and they definitely help people especially like if you're in prison and you're point where you're willing to accept this belief system you're going to be like latching on to those core beliefs you know you would do unto yourself i don't know the, the words i'm really high right now but <laughs> you know the one yeah cool. <laughs> including lawyers judges ceos professional athletes and politicians Oh, those politicians. When were they radically changed? I don't know. I didn't hear anything about our politicians being radically changed. Okay. Thousands of churches, high schools, colleges, and seminaries have been greatly helped and radically changed. Why don't you use another word? Yeah. It must be branded. TM. Man, I'm not smoking the right strain for this. I should get a radical OG roll. You think this is going to be rad? I don't Let's know. See. They're, they're saying radical a lot oh, i hope it's rad or this is, was a, a terrible idea <laughs> god has used these truths to affect people around the world including leaders of countries government officials and diplomats well <laughs> who needs to get to work wow. uh, hundreds of missionaries are on the fields of the world because of this study and hundreds of others are now serving as pastors evangelists and faithful servants can i become a pastor after completing this study I don't know. What does it take to become ordained? If I make up my own thing, I can ordain myself. You can get ordained. Here. Really easy. Isn't it just for like the wedding stuff? I think. I don't know what all that that gives you. Oh, we'll see what Martha Stewart's telling me. Find out the rules of all things. That's what I was trying to do. We'll have to look into that. It's when I when I finish this, I says it right in the beginning, so I can become one if I try hard enough. Otherwise, I would just be an evangelist or a faithful servant. Ooh, evangelism, man. That's some real culty stuff. That's where the money comes in. Maybe that's what I have to do. Okay, but, like, you can't convince me it's not culty. Just saying. You're, like, <laughs> thought engraved in your brain. You're to be a warrior of God and teach everybody else that they're to be a warrior of God from such a young age. That is called brainwashing. Hello, cult. <laughs> That's my experience, my belief. I don't know if you're alone on that. Like, <laughs> that's, that's that's a big part of the deconstruction story, you know, kind of like, I don't know. It's, I think that's like a common thread. Yeah, it totally is. I mean, the specific group that my parents were a part of before I was born, but like what my older siblings grew up in, it there there's groups everywhere, support groups of people who deconstructed from families 
that were part of that because it's so harmful. And once you grow up and realize the harm that that does, it's like, oh my God, I need people who understand this. And there's so many. What kind of harm are you meaning? You know the 19 kids and counting family? Yeah. So it's like that. It's it's called ATI. I can't remember what that stands for right now. But it teaches very harmful things. Like women are less superior than men. Men are to be the head always. Um, women can't teach. Women have to wear dresses or skirts that go down past their or to their ankles. Um, they're not allowed to cut your hair. No makeup. It just like... They have the separated uh, sides on the church for the men and the women? I'm not sure. I think so. They also do a, a lot of their parenting specifically is very, very toxic. And they have whole homeschool curriculums around it. And like my older two sisters and my brother had to go through that when they were younger. It's so harmful. It teaches children that they don't have a voice. They don't have a personality. Their own self. They are to just do as they're told. Always. And do as their parents want them to do. Be what their parents want them to be. It completely strips them of their individuality. Ooh, and blanket training. Oh, don't don't let them... They can't leave the blanket. Yeah, and then you spank them if they leave or if they try to crawl off. I have lots of feelings around spankings in general. But an, an infant, an infant, that's so harmful psychologically. Mm -hmm. At one point, how do they learn that it's okay to come off the blanket? Doesn't make sense. My parents were in this in the late, well, mid-80s to early 90s. So then what made them actually, like, leave that? My mom didn't like it. She felt like she was being stripped of her rights. Well, I mean, that's, that's good. Mm -hmm. I I guess my dad listened to her and agreed. That seems like even better. Yeah, I don't I don't know for sure, but I don't remember hearing about any fight about it. And there would have been a fight about it if he didn't agree. They decided to leave that. He was still a pastor, so he went on to be a pastor wherever they were at that time. So was he a pastor in that? I'm actually not sure. I'll have to talk to Sarah more about that because I bet she'd have a lot of good info. Because I wasn't alive yet, and she was the oldest, so she mm -hmm. was through it all. Yeah, because it's like, you're a pastor, and like, you, you should know what you're getting into to not then be like, oh, well, maybe we need to skedaddle. Mm -hmm. Just to have, like, a whole church set up, and then, oh, see ya, bye. Then we to go to a different church, <laughs> and then they gotta find another one. Oh, gosh, yeah. my church is always, they couldn't keep a pastor. <laughs> Yeah, that's just how churches are, I feel. My family moved around so much, but it was because my dad moved to different churches all the time. Towards the end, it was because he was kicked out of those churches. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to, like, try them all out and see which one was for him. I like teaching this one or get a feel for the crowd. Maybe, like, give them good energy or something. I don't know, man. Plus, I think it helped. My mom liked change. She wanted to move a lot because they moved a lot when she was young. Because she was a pastor's kid, so. Wowie. Very good. I'm going to find where we were. Oh, totally. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's fine. This is what it's about. Oh, this is a good line. Only heaven really knows how God has chosen to use experiencing God. But. You only say that because the book says so. We don't even know if this book is fiction. It could be fiction. We don't know. I mean, it's been translated so many times. And, and, and we, we know for fact that people have been paid to change things in it. So, like, that's a nice thought, but can't bring myself to accept heaven or accept that that's the only way to experience God or what that energy that we consider God to be is. How would you describe that energy? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I've experienced that. You consider the Holy Spirit, that kind of energy, to be the same as experiencing God. Would you consider that? I mean, isn't that like how it says, like how you would experience? Okay. Okay. How would I describe that personally? I get chills. I get chills all over my body. And it's like a whole wave of... It's hard to explain because I... Kind of like when you hear a really good song. Yeah. 
the interesting thing for me is I felt that as a Christian, you know, doing worship and singing the songs or, you know, in prayer by myself or whenever, you know, and I, I would always associate that with the Holy Spirit. But where I'm at now, I still feel those presences. And I say those presences because I can now identify that as multiple different feelings. It's like a wave of energy, like a presence you feel. I know exactly what you mean. Yes, yeah. I had this feeling about doing this podcast that's dope if i told my mom that she'd be like the devil's trying to trick you he can do that too and (laughs) it's like well then how are we supposed to know if it feels the same right you gotta know man i really want to like tell people about this and but like if i tell people about this in any way my mom's gonna find it she's not gonna really like this no i feel but she's going to find it and she's gonna listen to it because I'm her baby boy, and she really does care. Um, but it's just gonna like, I don't know. She's not gonna like me. Oh. <laughs> I mean, my mom would probably like you because you look the part of a good-looking woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I had like one girlfriend for like a week in seventh grade and like my mama had a scrapbooking store at that time and she found out and so she went out over there and hung out with my mom right away it's like we we, what what the fuck like just now like yeah we're holding hands because we're dating in middle school (laughs) whatever kind of thing no i didn't hold her hand i was too afraid to hold her hand (laughs) my because my hand was too sweaty i'm like oh man come on it's probably why it lasted a week no it's not why it lasted a week so then my mom like saw her like oh i really like her and then um yeah, at the end of the week, Friday, there was actually like, you know, one of the dances there. So we were supposed to go like, so then she breaks up with me right before and it's like, oh no, I was just kind of like, what did I do wrong? How can I fix this in some way? And that really like messed me up for a while. And it all sucks because she was trying to like mess with someone else that liked me so a mom would always bring up too about like oh well what about that person what, what, what about her and gosh mom like, i don't need you pressuring and but it was, it was always like a such a weird childhood because it's like there's this dual feeling of like you gotta have to find someone that you can like stand to be with and get married but also like you shouldn't be dating so i was never able to like approach them about dating or anything and so it was just always weird when she'd bring that up and then or when like I date a couple other people in the back of her head I could always tell she was like comparing her to like what I could have had or something. Yeah, that's so lame. It's it's interesting to me because I had a very different experience. My dad didn't like the idea of me dating, but we didn't talk about it, you know? We just didn't talk about it. Um my mom, on the other hand, like, shoved it in my face so much, and her big thing was always, we'll get you to lose some weight, and then the boys will think you're beautiful, and then they'll like you and want to date you. And so, like, that was always, like, a thing with her from the time I was, like, 13. Like, I wasn't allowed to date at 13, but, like, I needed to lose weight so that the boys would like me. Yeah, that was my mom. Even like my, my grandma was like that. Was she? They'd always be after my sister about her weight, and my mom was just after her granddaughter about her weight. Just like what? That's awful. That always made me mad with my mom because I'm like, you weigh more than me. Like, why are you? You're not even healthy. She she's already married. She's already done the thing. She's You're doing right. the thing that found her person she could tolerate you can keep going oh yeah of course was that that really the resource has also had a profound effect on our lives and lives of our family we have all received god's grace as a continuing affirmation of his hand on us for his purposes and we continue to obey god as he directs us so him and his family are all special interesting i mean you gotta be able to know Pass it down through the sons as needed. We're all we're all good here. I mean, I guess that's typical. You know, God's just like, hey, dude, Abraham, your family, they're good. Do the thing. So Mr. Mr. Blackaby wrote a lesson book and God was like, 
Yeah, you're good. So if, if we take that as true, as in that is a thing that happens in the Bible and it may have happened here, then there's selectivism. Like there's an upper level to getting saved to where you and your family have to not worry about anything. There's an elitist layer. Yes, that's the word. Good job. Thanks. I'm just I'm just reading what I'm reading. As we seek to be good stewards of his grace, we cry out, let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysterious of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. 1 Corinthians 4, 1 and 2, NKJV. So they, they have to memorize all that, and that's like what they do in the morning. Just like, they just, okay, wake up, cry out. Let a man so consider our servants of Christ, stewards of the mysterious God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one to be found faithful. There's just no flow to it. Lot. yeah that feels really extra i feel like i was just very extra and valid though let's see oh he's just going on more in this um as god has granted us especially as a family many open doors to share with god's people we beg our friends and the many friends of experiencing god to pray for each of us and then he lists them marilyn and me richard and lisa michael daniel and carrie tom and ken aaron matthew Connor, Mel, and Gina, Chris. He had five kids. These all the grandchildren too. Like, yeah, it's it's his family. So now you have to continue praying for them. So they have to keep their status. They gotta get a, a quota. <laughs> I see. That's why they have so many kids. <laughs> yes, I'm unlocking the secrets. I'm gonna infiltrate it. <laughs> Thanks must also go to Claude King, who helped develop the first workbook and who continues to remain faithful to the Lord and serving him. And to those that like way Christian resources who continually improve and provide experiencing God. That sounds like a threat. <laughs> like, now, Claude, I know he had some issues here, but you're going to remain faithful to the Lord, right? <laughs> They're all whipped. That's what the entire book of Job is about. <laughs> Are you enough for God? Well, I don't understand is why that's like a story that's clung to as like a good, I was really hoping we'd talk about this sometime, as like a good thing. It's just like, oh yeah, we're making your life suck. Uh, yeah, it's fine because I know you love me, whatever. I'll help you when I'm done having this bet with the devil. But then it's like all his kids die and his wives die and like all just all of his people die and then at the end it's like well here's new ones it's like it just didn't matter who these people were it's like what (laughs) and it's just like he you know he rewarded him in the end it's like but batman is emotionally scarred like i had to have an attachment to one of those people and that had to mess him up i'll be like i I, sorry job i gotta prove a point to the devil Uh uh-huh my grandma, my stepdad's mom, um, sent me a card after Chase died, reminding me of the story of Job and that I'm just like that. And and also the prodigal child, because I need to come back to, to Christ first so that, you know, my Job story works out. Oh, come back to him and then you can get your new husband. I guess. <laughs> I need to find a good godly man to, to fix me. Yeah. Okay, everybody else probably knows this, but for the few that don't, Reese's not a good podcast snack. Good to know. All right, should we get right back into it? Sure. That was that. So we have unit one. Oh, we have a verse to memorize. Um, Extra credit if you do, but I'm not going to do that. Or maybe I should. That way I'd have these verses on hand. I'm going to play it by ear. It depends on the verse. <laughs> well, let's see. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. John 15, 5. What about every atheist that's done so many things? Or every Muslim well, that's done so many things? No, the the only fruit you bear is more followers last part there without me you can do nothing but correct me if the words were different oh no that's fine um you got it right and i completely get your point 
but also they would say that that wasn't them doing it or whatever or god still has a hand in things he he uses the people that don't believe in him but then this is always a big thing it's like well that same person will also tell you that yeah of course you have free will but not if everything is so meticulously planned out and like wanting these like i'm gonna do this to do this like this little game or like choose your own adventure type thing he's flipping through like, oh yes because then i want these people to go here <laughs> like yeah it's like everything's both in god's time but you have free will you'll have free will don't worry <laughs> but everything's still in god's time yeah you can do what you want to do and if you do anything good then it's like well god did that god saved that man's life through your hands exactly yeah but then that means god's also like in his hands when you know he's not able to save someone's life because then you know it's part of the plan but then they'll never say it like that it's just like yeah you you didn't have god on your side or um god this is a trial for you to help grow you and strengthen your trust in him Mm -hmm. so let's see uh now title god's will and your life (laughs) okay this is kind of sounding like a game show thing like god's will and your life No, no, it's more like, you know, one of those instructional video things. Gonna walk you down a path and, like, show you everything you're gonna need to do. Yeah. All the 50s animations, yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay, you said the 50s animations, and I have a different picture in my head now. Oh, what did you have? I was picturing something that you would see, like, in The Good Place with Michael enacting this video that's being you know <laughs> as it like an a cheesy instructional video you know uh, yeah that's that's like a good one <laughs> now i'm thinking more fallout 4 or 3 i don't know which one i watch tomorrow yeah i don't think i've ever played one <laughs> so this little intro section is the vancouver world's fair uh when the world's fair was coming to vancouver Our association of churches was convinced God wanted us to try and reach the 22 million people who would come to our city. We had about 2,000 members in our churches. How in the world could our little group make much impact on such a mass of tourists from all over the world? Lots of numbers. I feel like we're going to get more numbers. Yeah. This is a very statistical book. Let's see. Two years before the fair, we began to set our plans in motion. Total income for our association was $9,000. following year, it grew to $16,000. The year of the World's Fair, we set a budget for $202,000. That's a a big jump. Why are you just telling me about how much money we're going to (laughs) spend? Right. Like, like how how are you getting that? I don't know. I just... Uh, they had commitments that would provide 35% of that budget. 65% of it depended on prayer. <laughs> Can you operate a budget on prayer? No, that's what. It, that's the next line. That's not just me. Like, like, how are you doing that? <laughs> and he says, "Yes." I have feelings about that. Tell me them. I don't know how to express them yet. You should keep reading. Okay. To hear more. Uh, but when you do that, you are attempting something only God can do. So then are you not supposed to do that if you're not supposed to do what only God can do? Keep reading. I'm, I'm, I, I need explanation. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do most of us do? We set the practical budget, which represents what we can do. Then we might set a the second hope or faith budget the budget we really trust and use however is the one we can reach by ourselves we do not really trust god to make a practical difference in what we do so if you weren't able to save up enough money when there was an accident you just didn't trust god enough that there'd be enough there for you how many more stories of that are than just like oh thank goodness like oh this just happened but I had this and we were fine. Like, no, everyone just gets screwed over. Right. I mean, oh. As an association of churches, we decided God 
had definitely led us to the work that would cost $202,000. It's so like we like big and specific. Like God really called for us to need this much money because my son bought a boat. How else are you going to baptize the people? So, yeah, definitely led us to work it cost that much. That became our operating budget. All of our people began praying for God to provide for everything we believed he had led us to do during the World's Fair. <laughs> Just prayer money. <laughs> At the end of the year, I asked our treasurer how much money we had received from Canada, the United States, and other parts of the world. Just say from around the world. <laughs> Here's about Canada, United States. What? We had received $264,000. Wow, they got... They, they leveled up their praying stats like max like they they knew what they were doing that feels so slimy well it's it's not slimy if you just know the stats of the game that still feels people as you know what you're doing <laughs> people from all over north america assisted us during the fair, we became a catalyst to see almost 20,000 people accept Jesus Christ. 20,000? There's 22 million. You're like, oh yeah, 22 million. Like 20,000. That's small. Like, I, I have to see how small that is. I have to remember how to math. Okay, that's 0.09%, right? Oh like, my god. Wowie. That's a really small amount. So, yeah. 20,000 people accepted Jesus Christ. You cannot explain that except in terms of God's intervention to save 0.09 of a bunch of people coming to a place. Small amount. Maybe, you know, a good percentage chance. You know, there's people that already are and you don't have to worry about them. So then you, you factor that, you know, because I'd say it's about 50% chance. So then... It would be, you know, 1.8% of the available population. There you go. There Look you at go. that double. We just, we just math their way to like upping their own stats, doing them a service. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'll send the invoice. <laughs> Only God could have done that. He accomplished it with the people who had determined to be servants and were moldable and available for their master's use. How are they getting this money? I don't know, man, but I just had the thought we can be, you can be in the next revision of the book because you can give them the stats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Oh, so that was the end of the Vancouver World's Fair. Oh, okay, yeah, his little footnote, and then that'll that'll be that next time we can do a lesson. Throughout this book, I will give illustrations that sometimes mention amounts of money. Don't get caught up in the amounts, since they are relative to the year when the event took place. Some amounts may seem small by current standards, while other amounts may seem inconceivably large in other cultures or economies. Focus instead on the faith required or the miraculous timing and provision of the Lord in regarding to need. In the case above, the amounts merely indicate the size of faith required when the people compared the proposed budget to their previous experience. Okay. So don't worry about the money because it's all relative, but also worry about the money to be like, wow, look at how much we got, but don't worry about it. But also look at how much we got. Yeah, just back and forth. But don't you stress about it because we took look, it from now. Look how much faith we gathered. We harvested it. Did you, you kept saying ooh about the second paragraph and you told me to keep going. Was there, do you need me to reread that? What was the initial thing that set me off? Oh, the prayer, the budgets. So how I feel about that is that um, they set this low budget and they use that for the church and for the work that they're saying that they're doing. And then the, where's the rest of this going? To their fucking mansion, to their new boat, their yacht, you know? And it makes me frustrated because how many how many church leaders are out there are freaking millionaires? Too many is the answer. Too many. <laughs> it's slimy, man. That's all I have to say is slimy. Tithing is another thing that really bothered me. So we were always taught 10% of your paycheck goes to your job. And that's how you budget. It's because if you're if you're working 
you can give at least 10% of what you're, you're making back to God. And so I'm like, okay, but my full paycheck isn't even enough to live off of. And you want to give 10% of that to somebody who has millions of dollars? Like, <laughs> come on, bro. It frustrates me, though, because I, I see people I know that are struggling financially who feel obligated to give that 10%. And it's like, you can barely put food on your table for you and your, your children. Like, stop giving money to the establishment, damn it. It's not. <laughs> like, take my beliefs out of it. That's not what Christianity is about. If you're already struggling, you shouldn't be giving that money away. If you're already struggling, you shouldn't feel obligated to give that money. That money should be going to help those people in the church that are feeling that, that are struggling and need that help. <laughs> it shouldn't be going to yes in different countries, you know? Yes. Yeah, it shouldn't because it's a lot of times it's like, oh, we're sending money to the missionaries and things like that. Uh, meanwhile it's like oh pray for martha because she needs another knee replacement no it's like it's it's money for the church and then the church is not supposed to be the building the church is supposed to be the people so then it's money for the people so that when the people need it they can use it exactly that's what it's supposed to be that's what the bible calls it so then in that sense it's uh trying to set a societal rule which i will always give credit that was a good thing that religion did i feel like it'd be hard to not create something like that to get people in line in the beginning at least to just help set up with civilization to answer the questions that they needed and like they didn't need to worry about yeah i get that like i i appreciate that they brought that idea and structure into our society I just don't appreciate how they went about it. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. So trying to set a societal rule, kind of like a thing, like, yeah. like to have faith that everyone's going to put in what they can so that when someone needs to get, they, they can use it. The, the faith is then that, you know, everyone's going to be doing this kind of thing. Not like a faith that like, you know, you just give your money and hope somebody helps you later when you need it. Right, right. Do you have anything else you want to bring up for tonight? I don't think so. So how are we supposed to, like, sign off this thing? I don't know. Bye, pals. Bye, pals. Ew, that was gross. That one was Yeah. Bad. It doesn't feel good on my tongue to come okay. out. Okay. I like buddies. Because <laughs> that's, that was, you know, better. Buddies. Bye, buddies. Oh, but bye buddies doesn't sound good. None of them sound right. You just had this whole thing that you needed to be buddies, and now you're like, I can't make it work. <laughs> um, How do you want to say bye? I don't know. Because, like, when I'm talking to somebody, if, I, if I'm just casually speaking to someone, I don't usually use their name. How about just catch you later? That good? Is that okay? Yeah. Catch you later. Hey buddies, Mary here. If today's episode sparked something for you or you have questions for us, send us an email at thehighpriestbiblestudy at gmail.com. You can stay up to date on new episodes and merch releases through Instagram or check us out on Facebook if that's more your style at The Hybel Study. That's at the H-I-G-H-B-L-E study. Just to keep you on your toes, find us on Twitter at The Hybel Study. That's spelled the H-I-B-L-E study. Check out our subreddit, r slash the high priest, for references to some things that we've talked about in various episodes, as well as some memes. We also have a threadless shop, shop.thehighpriest.show. There's almost always new merch popping up there, so be sure to check back regularly. Or if you want to just make it all that much more simple, all of these links are on our website, thehighpriest.show. Every link I've already mentioned, as well as some different platforms that you can listen to the show on. Rate us and leave us a review, we'd love to hear your feedback. And don't forget to subscribe so that you get notified of new episodes directly from the platform that you listen on. Besides, it's that much easier to share with your friends when it's at the top.
Thanks again for listening. We appreciate you and I'll catch you in the next episode.